Wouldn't you love to know how to create, grow, and preserve your wealth? Well, you are now in the right place. Welcome to the WealthWise Podcast, all courtesy of VM Wealth Management. First up, it's Wealth Focus. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the WealthWise Podcast. Guess what? We have made it to episode number eight, which is the final episode of season one. And of course, we are always talking about money and today is no different. But I have to tell you, Brock, broke. Hmm. Have you ever been broke before? Well, trust me, I have. And I want to broke out of brokenness, but not really by the means of buying the lottery. So today, to talk about brokenness, broke down, broke cast, broken out of brokenness without buying the lottery, we have a very special guest with us. Her name is Keisha Bailey, and she is an investment strategist, a money coach, and the CEO of Profit Jumpstarter. And joining us for the second time, back by popular demand, Mr. Trace Gale, who is a wealth advisor at VM Wealth Management. Welcome, guys. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. Wonderful. So we're going to be talking about why we don't want to be broke because yeah. me no one broke, you know. You want broke? You want broke? Absolutely not. All right. So what is a broke cast? Keisha. So, all right. When we think about broke people, uh, the easiest definition and the one that will stick with many people is that a broke person is a person trading time for money, meaning you have to show up for work. If you don't show up, you don't get paid. Your bills can't get paid. You are broke because what wealthy people do is that they use, they use their money to create time. They're able to create money without trading time for it. They use the money to create additional time for themselves. That's where we want to get to. So you're making your money work, work. for you. Yes. Yes. What say you, Trace? What do you think about being broken? What's your I- idea of broke? I mean, uh, Keisha just shared something with me and it knocked me for six that, you know, <laughs> trading time for money is actually brokenness. So I, I now realize that I'm broke, but understanding... <laughs> <laughs> I also, I mean, from my perspective, um, broke, being broke is just having one stream of income. And it sounds like a lot, but later on we'll get deep into, into it. So you can have assets that are earning for you while you sleep. Yes. And that is also a stream of income. So without a, um, with one stream of income, I think you're, you can consider yourself broke. So, so how, how can an employed person like myself stop living from paycheck to paycheck? I mean, that is simple. I mean, our money doctor over there can give us money some more insight. Keisha is going to leave here <laughs> from being a money coach <laughs> and investment <laughs> strat- strategist. So you have to go update your resume. Yes. No, resume. Yeah. So you're going to be the, the, the money doctor for the conversation. Tell us, <laughs> what, 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 as an employed person, um, how can I stop living from paycheck to paycheck? So... The key is that you want to use your income to create additional money, to create cash flow to you so that eventually 
the income that you're now getting because you're trading time, you don't need that income anymore because the cash flow and assets are so large that they replicate your income. So the way to wealth is, I like to think of it in three pillars. You have your business income or your employment income. You need investment income, and you also need some other form of income, whether real estate or so forth. The key is that you want to be using the earned income, your paycheck, to create cash flow to you. That comes from investing, whether in real estate or in the stock market or in other asset classes. And guys, remember that we have spoke about real estate investing here on the WealthWise podcast and um, that kind of asset class. We spoke about unit trust and so many other interesting money topics. So guys, remember, connect the dots. So we're talking about living from paycheck to paycheck. What is one of the biggest reasons that you've heard that people are just making ends meet month to month? Because that's still paycheck to paycheck. But what are some of the reasons that you've heard, Trace? I mean, typically, it doesn't matter how much you earn. I realize that one, even sometimes people, once their income increase, their demands increase. So they'll continue to live from paycheck to paycheck. I think it's just a matter of budgeting. You understand? Stick to what is needed, what is necessary. And then also include in your um, expenses investment. No matter how simple it is, no matter how small it is, always include in your budget investment and treat it as an expense, sorry, as an expense item. That's, that's right, because a lot of the times we forget to pay ourselves first. first. Mm-hmm. And that is a principle that I learned many years ago um, when, we, when I started investing, that you have to pay yourself first in order to budget that your savings or your investments. So what, what's your take on it? Yeah, I, I, I'm all for investing. Been doing it forever. <laughs> so that the That's main thing, rich? <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's why she's the money doctor. You know? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> so what you want to do when you think of investing, you are contributing to your future wealthy self. And so it's not from a budgeting place where you, where you think about budgeting and you say, oh, you know, I have to scrape I like a $1, $2 and put it to this and I have to be doing that. When you think about investing that it creates wealth in the future, that opens you up to say, you know what, I want to put as much as I can today because the more I put today, the wealthier I will be tomorrow. And that's where we want to get to. So that's how I look at it. Pay myself first because I'm making myself wealthier in the future. Don't pay myself first. All right, you stay broke. Paycheck to paycheck. Trading time for money. Rat race. Nothing so, will happen. What about persons who are not consistently employed? How would how 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 an entrepreneur who ju- who's juggling? You know, yeah. we, we're juggling from one business to the next because sometimes we have um, peaks and troughs, and it it's it. it, it it's kind of strenuous on a person who does not have a consistent flow of income. And, and that is not even a paycheck to paycheck situation, but they want to break out of brokenness. They want to, to break free from the, the financial um, prison that yeah. they're in. How, how, how can we help those persons? What can we tell them today? No, but it, it all starts from a plan. It starts from a plan. So, I mean, it, it, it comes down to you... Um, the same budgeting term comes down to you saying, okay, these are my expenses and it doesn't matter how many, how much extra you make at the end of the month or at the end of the, the week. Treat your expenses as your expenses and any, anything additional, you put it in an investment or so, 
or, or anything for that matter. And savings and investment both are very important. It's just different. They are, they are different, but they are equally important. So you have to invest and you have to save. Because mm -hmm. saving is typically for the rainy day. Investment is for further the long down the term. line. Yeah. yeah. Wonderful. Thank you, Trace. So how do I evaluate my income, um, Keisha? How, how do I just... I get the money every month in my account. How do I evaluate it and, and make some financially smart questions? Like, how can I ask these questions to myself? What do I do? All right, so I come from, I can tell you what I do. And then persons can come to you guys, the advisors, to get, you know, the real deal. How do they implement it? So what I do, I, I think in abundance, not scarcity. I want to live my best life, one life, YOLO, I'm out there living it. How do I do that? Needs and wants. So money comes in, whether paycheck or business income, any form of income that comes in. You're also in the streets, money comes in. You want to devote a piece to paying yourself first. That is a need because we're contributing to our future wealthy self. I like to take 10%. So yes, it can be inconsistent. But if you work with a person, say, all right, every money that comes in, I'm going to put 10% of it away to investing. First, first thing, as I get the money, straight to my investment account. That's where it's going. Then your other needs, your living expenses, your light bill, water bill, so them don't turn off your light and water because you're investing. You still have to meet those things, right? right. Pay all your needs first, then it comes to your wants. This is now where, you know, do I need to spend money to buy the blink for the gram? Do I need to look good to go here? Do I need to eat out every night? But of course, Maybe. I have to look good. Yeah, <laughs> but after I invest, so I do all of those things first, the investing, the needs, and then whatever is left, I will live within that want for that month because it's it's not the same amount each month. Some months you can get to spread, but you know that your future self is very wealthy. You know that your needs are covered, your lights is paid, your water paid, your rent paid, or your mortgage paid, and so forth. After that, your wants, no. Do anything you want, anything, because you are set with the first set of things that you did. So that's how I look at it. You meant when, when you when you um started to respond that your words really hit me. And immediately I thought mindset also has yes. a role to play in me wanting to break free from being broke. So what are your thoughts on that, Trace? Oh man, absolutely. So the the thing is that a lot of people so for for argument's sake, you're earning like $50,000. And I'm going to the um, as low as possible. So $50,000 a month. And the only thing that you are able to save or invest from that is $2,000 a month. A lot of people say, what, what can that really do? You understand? Holy. But think futuristically. That's even a word. But think, think future. So you, um, 12 months down the line, that's $24,000 that you have a choice between some stocks or you have a choice with a Unitrust product as low as $10,000 from, from VMWealth, you can get to invest in that and you will be generating. Those are assets that will be generating um, money. So that is not cash. That's assets, right? They are generating money while you're earning or hustling out there in the street. So what about, I, I, I remember Keisha saying that, you know, you can have a, a consistent stream of income and you can also have a business. 
So I'm thinking you mentioned that $50,000 scenario, which is a real life situation. A lot of persons out there earning minimum mm -hmm. wage, earning that, that amount of money mm -hmm. for income. And you mentioned the scenario of the $2,000. And I'm thinking, okay, maybe if my mindset is to really break out of this brokenness, broke, being a broadcast, I can probably take the $2,000 and spin it um, mm -hmm. until... I, I, Maybe buy, buy a bag of bag juice, two bag of bag juice. It's summer, sell it's it, hot. Sell, yeah, sell, it sell back yeah. um, at the gate. I know and in Jamaica, we always have a sip, sip stall. And if, if I go to work every day and I can open a stall and I come home and sell bag juice and mm -hmm. may, maybe some snacks, with that $2,000, I can get additional income right there and then maybe save from the profit. And, exactly and, and that is my mindset yeah. now, pushing me and that money can that I get from the profit now, I, what that I save, can help me at the end of the year to invest in one of VM Wealth Unit Trust. Yes. Which is exactly the three pillars that she mentioned, money from the business. Right. You like the pillars. The pillars. <laughs> and, and the investment. And right. then your, your regular earnings, which is your $50,000. Yes. So at the end of next year, how much money you have? Enough money. From that mindset. No, but I'm saying, just think about <laughs> it. So it's just about thinking, just thinking about thinking the Thinking positively and, and, think and positive. creatively and reaching out to um, your financial advisors or the wealth mm -hmm. advisors or your bank representatives because the, the country is not just Jamaica land we love for no reason. We have a lot of resources here that regular people, we, we, we are afraid to use it because we have a, a different kind of mindset. Some people don't even like yeah. come to the bank. So when, even when we think about mindset, what I have realized is some people can't imagine themselves having money. That's the first barrier. What does wealth look like for me? Some people really can't fathom having money, living in a big house, a sprawling mansion in the hills. They just can't see it because they were born into a certain environment. They've been hustling. And for them, can I really get to that place of real wealth? Can I get to that place where I'm getting up to check my bank account? What does it mean to check out account, my bank account or my investment account? That's usually the first barrier. Once you work with persons to get them to believe that they can get there, the rest is the easy part. You can automate it. You set up your automations. With and that BM is Wealth. a key thing with budgeting. Mm -hmm. Once you can automate your savings and your, Investment. the, 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 your investments, then you don't have to worry about missing that you won't. payment because it, it, it pays pretty much first. Yeah, in these times, they take out the human element. Don't trust yourself. Trust the technology that is there. <laughs> no, take true. yourself out of the picture. Set up your standing orders to contribute to your account. Set up your, your standing monthly purchases of investments and you are fine. You can be wealthy. The automation is the easy part. The hard part is the mindset and seeing yourself in that and, lifestyle. And, and for, for, for employed persons, a lot, a lot of the times I see where they just tell their employers to take this money and put it there for me. So when, when I get my, my, my pay slip, <laughs> yes. the pay, everything has been taken care of. I just have to go and Needs do Needs and the, wants. Right. Yes. And, and that's a great way of yeah. actually putting yourself under manners, as Jamaica yes. would say, you know? I mean, earlier on, I, I spoke about um, treating your investments that saving as an expense. Yeah. And what, what I meant really was that, guess what? Treat it as a light bill. You don't get back your light bill. 
Because yeah. if you are thinking that, okay, I have some money there, you are always going to have need or wants to use it. Yeah. So treat it as a, a bill. A light bill so that if you don't pay a light cut off, you exactly. don't invest your money, you're yeah. dead for hungry. Exactly. Just think about it that way. You understand? So and treat, the automation, the discipline. Yeah, treat the automation as an expense. Yeah. So a lot of the reasons why, well, one reason why a lot of people stay broke because they put themselves in debt. Mm -hmm. Debt. We need to talk about the that. The gram, living for the gram. <laughs> <laughs> What? See, I cute for the gram, though. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I want to talk about debt and how it impacts being broke. Um, it's easy for us to get into debt because people, we have a lot of loan businesses. We have the banks, we have the loan sharks, we have your friend, your mother, your grandmother who is going to lend you some money. Yeah. Now, how do you suggest that we navigate out of the world of debt? Debt. Debt. Assuming you're in it, you're already in it, swimming in debt, swimming around in the little pond of debt. Yeah. What you want to do yeah, is... Don't forget um, student loans. Yeah. Um, I, I, I don't even want to put mortgage as debt, even though it is because... Mortgage is one of the best debt there is. Right. So I, I, I'm, I'm, going to, I'm not even one. going to mention yes. it. So I'm talking about the student loans, the car loans, the, um, the, the loans to go to Dream Weekend... Yes, I said it. <laughs> it's the truth. Yeah. The, the, truth. the loans to buy the, the iPhone. I know. I, heard, I hear about the, these yeah. things. So how can we navigate being in debt and being broke? How can I come outside of that? What can I do? Oh, I look at it. You're in it swimming around in a little pond of debt. What you want to do is look at the ones that you're in the pool. Some of them dragging you down further in the pool. Some of them will give you a little safety. Where is it? They floaty. They give you a little yeah. floaty so you can swim out. Where you want the bad debt, you want to get rid of those first. The high interest rate debt, your credit card debt, your revolving debt. Bad interest debt. The, next the interest thing, rate the is high. Card. Hmm? Yeah, the credit card. We need to talk about that. Yeah. But continue. Literally, you could just put it one side or you cut it up, stop using it mainly, and then focus now. It all come back to the numbers. Say your balance is 50,000 or even 500,000, 5 million. Divide that into whatever set of periodic payments you can manage. Stop using the card so the balance won't go up no more. But divide the periodic payments and then you start making them. The other... Good debt, as I call it, like your mortgage. There's no need. I will never, ever, ever prepay a mortgage. It's one of the best things ever, especially at VM with such low interest rates. Woohoo! Fantastic. Yes. <laughs> Not prepaying, no mortgage. But credit card debt, that needs to get out of your life. So you split up in periodic payments. You pay that. Get mm -hmm. it out of the way. Slowly, shackles off your feet come off and you can be in a stronger position financially. Trace? I mean, I, I share the sentiments, really. Um, the, 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 the thing again, car loan can be a good debt, right? However, you have to live within your means. Don't go out there, go buy the... the Nail the on the head right there. You understand? Living yeah. within our means. When you, when you know that, I mean, your means is really what, a fit. So but a fit is a very nice yeah, car. You have a fit. But you have the pressure in a car that say if you're not driving no, six, the gram. you're not saying anything. The gram. So from the a gram fit line. to a six. That's where the mindset yeah. come in because yeah, you're yeah. in the six. 
But yeah, for drive up and going at the front room, my mother also asleep because you, you don't have any property. You can't for even yourself. buy guests put in there, though. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. And, and that is fact. That is fact. So it's just as long as you live within your means, I think you'll yeah. be fine. So living within our means is is I want to, I want to talk about this because this is another reason why persons remain broke constantly. The flossing. Yeah. The showing up and yeah. the buying the bottles and the, you know, the profiling. Um, I, I, you keep mentioning the gram. <laughs> yeah, everybody wants to look good, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But priorities um, and living within our means. Now, tell me, what for a young person out there listening, they're maybe 18, 19, they're in university, um, they may have a student loan um, or they may be graduating soon and, you know, even getting a job offer and they see the glitter and the glamour and the the lifestyle of maybe a peer, you know, Mm -hmm. and they may be in a group of friends and they're, they're well off. How do they navigate that, you know, lifestyle, um, wanting the things that their friends have, you know, to keep up, keep keeping up with the The Joneses, Joneses. (laughs) you know, Tell me some more. What 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 a young person listening? What can you? What advice can you give them? One of the biggest things for young persons is peer pressure. So the circle in that spending everybody over there broke. You need to leave that circle and find a circle of people who are ambitious, people who are working towards buying assets. That's the group of people you need to be in. That's the real circle you need. Because they say your net worth, network, determine the net worth. Young people need to understand the value of that. You're not, yes, you may have grown up with someone in high school. I grew up with them from basic school to high school. I know, you know, off into the working world. But if those persons aren't going where you're going, Still are your friends, but you need a tighter circle of people who have the same mindset that you have to keep you focused, to keep you on that path. That is the main thing. And you will get there because I said mindset is the biggest part. The rest is easy. The rest is products. The rest is automation. You guys have the products. And self-discipline. Yes, it comes in the mindset. But we can't take out the self-discipline with automation these days. It's not like back in the day where you say, all right, you forgot to join the bank line and wait and then you can't, but I go on a Tuesday so you never end up doing it. These days, automation is there to do all of that for you. The mindset, the discipline, the consistency is really what's going to set you apart. That's true. I believe in that. I completely agree with you. And another thing is that I personally believe that the discipline thing is very key. Because guess what? Um, I, don't, I don't mind the circle that I'm in. Because I'll watch your car, I'll watch your house, and I'll congratulate you. But then I say, come look in my account. Come look yeah. at my investments. Yeah. You understand? That is, an, that, is a, that is another way. So focus on you and not on what your friends and your circle has. Because everybody has. Yeah. You know, the financial independence thing, because we spoke about that at the last um, podcast, financial independence. What makes you independent is different from what makes your friends independent. The car may be what they need. That is not what you need. So focus on your needs. Exactly. So, Keisha, tell me, for persons who are interested in growing their income so that they can start investing, 
how do you propose that they go about starting an investment plan? Yeah, so remember I was saying it's the easy part is going from investment to goal. It's all numbers. Numbers don't lie. One plus one will always be two any day of the week. So when you think about your goals, what a lot of people don't do is they say, oh, I want rich. <laughs> yeah, what does rich mean? That's the next we move. need a number. Oh, give me $10 million. Okay, what's a $10 million going to buy? You have to kind of drill deep and say, yes, this is exactly the goal I want. Quantify it. Once you know that number, the cost of your dreams, you can work back to find out what investment. so fancy. The cost of my dreams. Yeah, I tell That's you. the cost. Of- the money doctor. <laughs> <laughs> the cost of your, your work back. You yeah. use the right investment vehicles to get you to your dreams. It really is simple. It's just that a lot of people don't spend the time to quantify the goals. They don't spend the time to be consistent. They don't have the mindset. So you're, you're definitely going to fail at this. You're going to be broke because you're not putting in the work that is needed. But that's what you do. You have your income. It starts at the goals. If your income can't take it to your goal, you know something is wrong. So I need to find more income. I'm going to hustle here. I'm going to do this here, get some extra income because I know I'm working toward this particular number. Yeah. Charlie Black said in his mm. song, and I quote, if me not rich this year, <laughs> next year not pass because born as a hustler. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I love it. So Keisha and Trace, I need you to tell me what else, what else can we do? What else do we need to know to elevate us out of the slums of Brookdom, what else? I mean, we've spoken about it earlier. I mean, it's consistency, it's the budgeting, it's the automation, it's the discipline that is needed. And most, most importantly, living within your means. Mm-hmm. Not your friend's means, not for the gram, but within your means. The other thing that I want to look at because uh, I spoke earlier of being disciplined and stuff like that. I want to take it back to the credit card issue for a moment there. Um, credit cards can be very useful. And you can agree, because you spoke about it earlier, about managing um, your credit cards. Credit mm-hmm. cards, uh, I, had, I had about three credit cards. Really, Trace? I, I really All did. Three. I had three credit cards before I came into the financial space and understood what Robichelle was doing. <laughs> no, so having three credit cards is not bad either. It It is the utilization of the cards that matters. So three credit, three credit cards with over the limit, problem. Three credit cards where you are way below the limit, not a problem. Three credit cards where you're making your multi, your multi payments, not a problem. Three credit cards where you're getting travel rewards or you're getting cash back, not a problem. It depends on the utilization of the card. Oh, so you say leveraging the, 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 the benefits against the cost. So you use what you need, get the points. Because I had one of the Aero, Aero ones. Platinum. Yeah, that had to... I, I, I got travel miles. <laughs> <laughs> my, my vacation time was done based on, uh, yeah. you know, was all based on my mileage that I got. And I had the other two were cashbacks that benefited me as well. I had a Price Smart card once. And I think there was a Magna. Yeah. yeah Magna. So those those were used for the purpose shopping. So I yeah. shopped with my Price Smart card like all the time just to g- generate that those extra based on the point system. Exactly. Right. You understand? But managing managing them was what I needed to learn. Yes. Which is why I, I say okay, let me go without credit card for a while so I 
um, understand Purge that it's not really a need. It, yeah. And I've been, I mean, it's it's my time to go back in the world now because I think I've learned my lesson. I've been out of credit card for about three years. So No, so I, I love credit cards because this is the hack with credit cards. You get 30 days to pay mm-hmm. without interest. I hope you guys are taking notes. <laughs> Money doctor, Keisha, <laughs> has the plug yeah. on the credit card. Yeah. On credit cards. Go right ahead. No, so it's, Interest-free if you make the payment on time. You have 30 days. It is a very excellent cash management tool because you get 30 days to spend without interest. And then at the time when you make your monthly payments, still without any interest going on the card, it's perfect. Now, what a lot of people do, though, is that they rack up the card in that 30 days. And then when the time comes to pay, it, you can't pay it back because you never know, say, it, you were out there spending. They never know that they, they added to back. the Amazon cart and the Fashion Nova yeah. cart. Yeah, yeah, ladies, we do that. And <laughs> no, and I remember, I think it was yesterday evening, someone came into my office and um, she was frantic. Um, Amazon charged me and I didn't, and I didn't, <laughs> um, I, I didn't buy anything a while ago. I said, because you have Amazon Prime. Oh, yeah. Yes, you don't forget about the Netflix subscription. Yes. Yes. So we forget about these little luxuries and they just pop up as expenses on our cards, on our our, um, bills. And we forget, we forget about them because, you know, we take it for granted that because of the life that we want to to live, you know, it's it's a hidden cost. I I call it hidden cost. Yeah, I, I like to think stay in your lane. People may think of it negatively, but stay in your lane because your lane is your lane. Nobody else can come in there but you. The problem is when you go over in somebody else's lane, you can't do what they're doing. They're in their lane for a reason because they can't stay over there. You know, the last last episode we mentioned being in your own lane and I, I stumbled on the song. Um, own a lane, I'm own a lane. No, I'm trying to be young and young. I wanted to introduce another good debt. I mean, one that we have here at VM Wealth Management. You know, we have a margin loan, a margin facility. It can be used for so many things, but you yeah. see, if you use that margin loan to buy more equities, yeah. When an IPO come yep. up, comes out, you can buy into that IPO. When the APO comes Big. out, you can buy into Ish. that APO. For, yeah. the, yes. for the meager um, interest rate that you're paying on that loan, and we know the possibility of equities and how they work, that is Marge- absolutely I've seen, amazing I've seen it. Yeah. Um, situation. Margin loan. Margin yeah. loans. That is holding your investment as security for some funds, and you can add those funds back into your investment to maximize yeah whole like it's a whole different world yeah. of just t- making yeah. money but when so you take is- the margin loan though to take a trip that is not really no right so <laughs> consumerizing really the loan no. <laughs> no no taking the money no. for put it to work yes yes money is a beautiful thing when it's working it loves to work it don't like being put to sleep and just over there just under my mattress it don't like that money likes getting up working for you through investment right. margin loans are fantastic because you are using your own money to create more money. Which is right. You're not using your time, which is what makes it broke. You're using the money and put it to work for you right. while you can sit on a beach and you watch and you say, okay, bring up my bank account, 
bring up my investment account. I like Things speaking to on. rich people. I love it. Because <laughs> she look like she she live on the beach and she just log in and, and check, just yeah. check. That is why she's the money doctor. <laughs> so my takeaway would be that you need to put money to work. Money is not something that should be under a mattress. It does not like that. The beauty of money comes from putting it in investments and putting it to work because money is the hardest worker out there. Work harder than me, you, anybody here sitting here. And money not works. not even sweat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. Right? Money, champion. It loves being turned over. And so when you put it to work, you see the beauty of it. That's when it expands. That's when it becomes more. That's how you get the life of abundance. So I'd want to encourage everyone, put your money to work so that you don't have to work. That's how it goes. Put the money that wants to work, that works better than you, right. into working and not do it yourself. That's right. my takeaway. Guys, you've heard it here on the WealthWise podcast from our very special guests, uh, Keisha Bailey and Trace Gale. Thank you guys for coming in and just sharing with us about how to break free from the financial bars yeah. um aka broken out of brokenness all right so thank you guys for sticking and staying with us here on the wealthwise podcast we've made it to the final episode in season one and if you are just joining us we want to just say you know check out all the previous episodes where we spoke about a number of money topics unit trust real estate investing. We spoke about building generational wealth, US equities, cryptocurrency, and of course, estate planning. So you don't want to miss it. And guys, for all your wealth management needs, just call us at 876-960-5000 or email us at wealthinfo at myvmgroup.com. Podcast production courtesy of Infinity Media. Don't forget, you can build your wealth with us at VM Wealth Management. Advice, solutions, performance.